Welcome back to PR After Hours. I'm your host, Alex Greenwood, bringing you your weekly cocktail of PR and marketing tips that will help you and your business. What would you think if I told you that we'd entered an era of informational bankruptcy? (laughs) Well, hang on a minute and I'll tell you about it. First thing I got to say is thanks to Mark Witt, who has been a guest on the show a couple of times, a couple episodes. I'll try to remember, put the link in the show notes. He forwarded this along to me. Mark is over at uh, University of Kentucky and he does uh, PR there and has for some time. And of course, he wrote the number one uh, PR book of the year. (laughs) <laughs> too, which I'll put a link in the show notes for that. But anyway, Mark, thanks so much. And he even bought a t-shirt. He swears. I mean, it's in the email. Trust me. He even bought a t-shirt. So I uh, want to just uh, thank you, Mark, for this. But Mark sent me this tip from uh, PR News. And uh, I have to share it with you right now. It's just something that I was blown away by. Because it's something that, frankly, I've thought about, but not actively thought about in the sense of talking about it on the show. But after the past uh, few years, uh, it's starting to show uh, this whole informational bankruptcy. So without further ado, the article is by Nicole Schumann. It came out on the 26th of uh, 2021. It's entitled Trust Trending High for Communications Priorities. Again, there'll be a link in the show notes. She says, trust could easily win as an early word of the year in 2021 after a deluge of misinformation and disinformation through the 2020 presidential election, confusion from the top when it comes to battling COVID-19 and a recorded public skepticism from media, many organizations, brands, and public figures see trust as fundamental to reconnect with communities. It's a necessity in messaging and it's on communicators to figure out the best way to deliver trust. It is so true. You know, they, I've said it before and and I didn't make it up, but you can't fake sincerity, right? (laughs) And you can't fake trust either. Trust is earned. And there have been a lot of people, politicians and others who have burned through any shot of ever winning my trust ever again. Um, I'm sure you feel the same way, or I would assume you do. But uh, anyway, she goes in and she says, it's only been a week, but since the presidential inauguration, many Americans' ability to trust seems on the upswing. Well, that's some good news. And most of the, she says, the trust is credited to the new administration's swift action regarding coronavirus. An Axios Ipsos poll released on the 26th said half of Americans have a, quote, great deal or fair amount of trust in the federal government regarding COVID-19. That's up from 40% before President Joe Biden's inauguration. The poll also shows, quote, uh, trust in Biden has continued to increase since mid-December, 58%, up from 54%, while trust in Trump remains essentially the same, 27%, unquote. Um, This rise may be due to a return to daily press briefings. We'll imagine that. An informed populace uh, doesn't have time to... um, fill the void with speculation and worry, they get the straight dope from the administration. By the way, that's me saying that part. I'm not reading that from the article. Um, But uh, including Dr. Fauci, Anthony Fauci, acknowledging a more than open approach to the delivery of uh, COVID information to the public. And uh, goes on and she talks about how earlier this month, the 2021 installment of the Edelman Trust Barometer showed the public blasting leaders across the board on the subject of trust. And the culprit was a surge in disinformation. Uh, The annual survey, she continues to say, uh, is conducted across 28 global markets with 33 
1,000 participants and revealed that, quote, a rampant infodemic <laughs> is fueling widespread mistrust of societal leaders. Um, Edelman continued by saying, a majority of respondents believe that government leaders, 57%, business leaders, 56%, and journalists, 59%, are purposely trying to mislead people by saying things they know are false. Well, so, yeah, I would seem, and this is the thesis of the article, is that we communicators have a lot of work to do. And then Edelman, Richard Edelman says, CEO of Edelman, that this is the era of information bankruptcy. We've been lied to by those in charge, and media sources are seen as politicized and biased. The result is a lack of quality information and increased divisiveness. Um, this is blew me away here that the, a bright spot is the business sector. It replaced government as the most trusted institution. I, that just stuns me. It just stunned me. Um, but actually we're seeing something I'm seeing at least something from business leaders that, uh, I had not expected, which is a demand, not just a request, not just a nudge, but a demand for accountability, um, from the government. And that goes all the way from talking about COVID to accountability um, to politicians who either overtly or tacitly supported the sacking of the Capitol on January 6th. That, uh, uh, I mean, you have to just, just Google, you know, corporations withholding donations, you know, capital. Uh, riot or whatever and you can just find all these companies and there's uh, there's probably a, a website that's got all of these people uh, nailed down i'll try and find a link for the show notes but if i don't just google it yourself and you'll see a lot of companies have just laid uh, across this or created a red line and said you know uh, if you had something to do with the sacking of the capital you crossed it and we're not donating to you any any further part of that too is there's a lot of grassroots organizations that are contacting these these businesses and these corporations and saying you know what if you want our business you're going to hold these people accountable now it remains to be seen um how much the new justice department leadership will hold those folks accountable and that's not really what we're talking about here other than the sense that we have a trust deficit here uh, an infodemic and it's incumbent upon this is me talking of course i'm not reading this this is incumbent upon all of us public relations professionals all communicators we have to do something with that if you're ethical i know you're already doing though you're going to hold your your clients uh, accountable for the messaging they want to have us facilitate for them and We've got to make sure that we push back on things that we know are false or weaselly um, or those kinds of things. And I, I'm not saying that we have a lot of clients that do that, but we should be aware of that and we should be doing a very uh, good job of vetting information before it goes out. Not only because it's the right thing to do, but you should also do it because it will, you know, the indemnification factor, protect yourself from getting sued if you're pushing something out there. Uh, just ask the folks who ran afoul of Dominion Voting Machines Company. Wow, um, that's a company that's holding some detractors who were spewing false information accountable. And uh, they're even going after people who spread that disinformation on Twitter and stuff like that. So it's it's just, it's just a crazy time. But I really appreciate Mark uh, sharing this with me. There's also some information about Twitter launching something called Birdwatch. Uh, to combat misinformation. Um, I, I have my own opinions about Twitter and about what they're doing and their motives. But, you know, at this point, for the purposes of this discussion, 
anything they can do to, to combat misinformation is a good thing. But we'll talk about Birdwatch a little later. I want to explore that a little more. But anyway, again, the article is called Trust Trending High for Communications Priorities by Nicole Schumann. And I did, uh, I did source it heavily here in this episode. So, of course, I will put a link in the show notes. And a special thank you again to Mark Witt, who's always looking out for us. He's a fan of the show. He's been a great guest and, as I said, a best-selling author about PR. And he's one of those folks that... Uh, keeps us honest. Um, I'm not saying he's old, but I'm just going to call him like an elder statesman of PR because, because you know, he's he's been around the block just like me, and he is insisting, I think, on professional standards, and that's important. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening on this. I'd love to hear what you think about this article. I'd love for you to record a message. There's uh, information in the show notes on how you can record your thoughts or your questions and put them here on the show. Please think that over. All righty? All right. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. But have you been there, done that, and got the t-shirt? Now's your chance. If you are a big fan of the Virtual Lounge right here at PR After Hours, why don't you tell the world and take our spiffy logo and plaster it across your chest for the whole world to see? Well, for the whole world to see on Zoom or or whenever you do finally get out of your house. The PR After Hours tee shows that you're an exclusive member of the Virtual Lounge. It's a cool, comfortable, ring-spun, uh, soft cotton tee. Um, we look for the best possible options we could go for in these t-shirts, and it's in a variety of colors. You can get them in dark heather gray, royal blue, storm, maroon or good old-fashioned white these are really comfortable shirts we offer a premium unisex tee from extra small all the way to 4xl and a women's slim fit tee which goes from small to 2xl they are a hoot they look cool and besides they'll they'll do what we love to do most here at pr after hours start a conversation the pr after hours t-shirt is available now on bonfire the link is in the show notes and I hope you'll look into getting one. I not only think they look cool and be great conversation starters, but they'll help us keep the virtual lounge doors open. Thanks so much. Oh, you know what that means? Looks like it's last call here at your virtual lounge for PR news, views, and interviews. Don't forget, you can ask me a question anytime. You can do it through our Twitter account, which is at OursPR. Or, even better, you can send me a message vocally. I would love to hear your voice, and I'll answer it on the show. There's a link in the show notes. All you have to do is sign up through Anchor FM. It's free, doesn't take long and you record your message, I get the message, I will play your audio, just give me your first name and the city you live in, and then I will answer the question to the best of my ability right here on the show. Don't forget to, if you're enjoying this podcast, you can support it and help increase the frequency and value of the show. Just consider being a sponsor for your brand or your agency or just yourself because you're like, I like this show. Or just drop a few coins in the virtual tip jar. Either way, there's links in the show notes. Please check that out. All of that, of course, being in the show notes where you're listening right now or at PRAfterHours.com. I see that they're turning up the lights. Last call is over, and I've got to clean up this virtual lounge. And Until next time, I'm Alex Greenwood, and you've been listening to PR After Hours on Anchor FM.